I'm Everyone's gonna be trying to be friends with you. Yeah. <laughs> they are. <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome back to Do What You Can For The People, the show that nobody asked for. I'm your hostess, Nicole Pomani, and I'm so excited about the two guests that I have today for you. Uh, first up is Diana Farmer. She is my MBA BFF, a professional pen pal, systems thinker extraordinaire, and advocate for community, local economies, and environmental and social justice. She currently works at an environmental nonprofit that works with companies on disclosing and reducing their environmental impact. Next up, we have Terrence Williams, a small business owner and the chief designer at Terrence Williams Designs. He makes and sells handmade, ethically sourced and sustainably produced clothing and accessories. And the reason I wanted to have Diana and Terrence on the show today is to talk a little bit about a culture of consumerism, especially around the holidays and our thoughts on responsible gift giving. So thank you so much, Diana and Terrence for being on the show today. Welcome. Thank you, Nicole. Thanks for inviting us. Yes, thank you for having me. <laughs> um, the reason that I wanted to have Diana and Terrence on the show today is because holiday shopping, Black Friday, it's all rapidly approaching, if not already upon us. And I think we live in a bit of a time of contradictions. We want to, a lot of us want to live more responsibly and not perpetuate a culture of consumerism, but we also want to give meaningful holiday gifts and support small, local, sustainable businesses, especially this year when I think a lot of people are struggling. And so, as always, I like to frame the size of the problem for our viewers. Um, and for me, this one definitely hit home a little bit um, because we're in the peak season. I mean, I feel like every year, Christmas and the holiday season get a little bit longer. Um, I've seen displays as early as October 1st, and Christmas music and ads are all over. They're bombarding us all the time. And I just kind of sit here like, can Thanksgiving live? Can we get just a small pause from wanting to spend money all the time? Um, I don't know how you guys feel about the holiday bombardment. Well, oh, go ahead, Terrence, you can start. I agree with you. I think it's a little soon when it starts all the way in October, but um, I can understand, especially this year, people's excitement because it has been a pretty rough year. Um, and the holidays are something to look forward to, but it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Diana, were you going to add something? Yeah, I don't think I mind um, the holiday spirit and the decor and the music as much as the pressure around um, gift giving, which really stresses me out. Um, and I've started many an inappropriate Christmas fight about presents and not wanting them. <laughs> Um, so I definitely am just, uh, used to kind of trying to change my family's perspective on, on gift giving, um, and, and feeling that need and just saying, you know, we don't need anything like we're fine. I don't want anything and trying to really drive that home, which, um, is a bit of a different topic, but I am a bit of a, maybe devil's advocate here in terms of liking the Christmas stuff early on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. I, I love the spirit and all of that, but I think it's the pressure of spending money and giving gifts that really gets to me. And I always 
I'm glad you brought up uh, being a devil's advocate because I always try and put myself in the shoes of like some of these bigger corporations and think about, okay, well, how is it looking from their perspective? And I tried to put some figures behind that. So holiday sales in November and December have on average been about 19% of annual retail sales for the last five years. Um, so I think that there's a bit of understanding that needs to happen there as well, that we've kind of let this problem compound over time. And a lot of businesses rely on these end of year sales so that they can do their planning next year and they can do all the things that they do and pay their staff and you know continue to be in business. Um, but I think it has gotten a little bit out of hand. I did a little bit more research and found that in 2019, holiday sales, which were between November and December, equated to $729 billion. Now I'm all for planning for your next fiscal year, but that's a lot of money, <laughs> just to put it quite bluntly. Uh, one of the biggest shopping days here in America is Black Friday. And in 2017, more than 174 million Americans shopped over that weekend between Thanksgiving and Cyber Monday. The average spend was $335 per person. And on Black Friday itself, American shoppers spent a record um, $5 billion in 24 hours. So I think there's something to be said about the pressure that we feel, the pressure that we receive, and just the insane amount of consumerism that's happening in this very short period of time. I think to that end too, you're having, um, you're kind of pointing out the, the buying power that we all have this time of year. We're, we're gonna spend that money. Um, as much as I've tried, I still buy every person in my family a gift. Um, and I think it's that buying power and it's also knowing, especially this year, how difficult I think it is for so many small businesses. Um, it's good for us, like knowing that Black Friday is around the corner and having Christmas starting so early. It, I think it's actually really valuable this year for us all to take the time now, if you're listening to this immediately, <laughs> please look up some local businesses that you want to support um, and start thinking about ways to kind of incorporate that into your holiday spend. Yeah, and I'm so glad you brought up the local spend because um, it, there was a study done that, that found that if you spend $100 at a local business, roughly $68 of that stays in your local economy. So as opposed to giving your money out to a Target or a Walmart or an Amazon, you're actually reinvesting in the community that you live in, or if not your own community, another smaller community that you want to support. So I think that's a really valid and interesting point. And I don't think a lot of people realize that coming from the small business aspect, a lot of us are producing our things locally, but we're also buying our things locally. So when you buy from us, it goes directly back into the economy, whether it's stuff for postage or whether it's supplies, um, it, re it really does stay within your local community when you buy from us. And the impact potential is huge. So there are more than 28 million small businesses in our country. They account for 99.7% of all businesses. And small businesses, on top of buying locally, they also create jobs in those local economies. So they accounted for 64% of new jobs created in the US between 1993 and 2011. So there's a huge impact potential here. If you get ahead of it a little bit, think about these things a little bit more critically and maybe not wait until the last minute where your only option is to buy the stocking stuffers from Amazon, but actually you could do some good in your community and the communities of others. So on that note, 
I'm so happy we have an actual small business owner here because I would love to rattle your brain, Terrence, about some of the best and worst things about being a small business owner. Um, and I thought we'd start with, what does being a small business owner mean to you? Um, why did you get into this? Yeah, um, my business is kind of interesting because I started it for a couple reasons, but mainly because I have such a passion for human rights and sustainability. So I really wanted to start a brand that really emphasize that. So again, my stuff is ethically produced and sustainably sourced. Um, the fabrics and textiles that I use are not made in sweatshops, no slave labor, the people are paid fair wages, um, sustainability, everything is sustainably sourced, produced in a way that uses a little amount of water, produces no waste. So I really had this vision for a brand that I wanted to create that would have a bigger impact on bigger communities. So for me, it's really important to kind of stick to those values and those morals. And being a small business owner with that mindset, you realize how much impact that you have. It just goes beyond you. And if I could add to that a little bit, um, what I see in the small business ownership realm is that you have more control over the decisions that you're making and there's more transparency where you can go out there and tell people exactly what you're doing um, and I don't know that that's always there in some of these larger corporations would you agree correct you have a hundred percent control whether it's good or bad highs lows it all really relies on you and I think transparency is something that consumers are really looking for and really holding these bigger companies accountable when it comes to transparency and where they get their supplies, how they treat their employees. We see it all the time. There's stories about Amazon coming out about how they treat their workers and just the horror stories that happen inside the factories and people really react to that. It's not just Amazon employees protesting, it's um, people in the streets protesting too. So that kind of accountability is really important for to people. Yeah, and, and to you it's important as well because you're building those personal, almost personal relationships with your fan base, with your customers, with your followers, um, where they can actually see what you're doing with your time and your money and they know that they're investing in someone who cares about them as opposed to this like mysterious building filled with lots of people and who knows what they're doing so I think that's really cool and kudos to you thank you yeah small businesses really love to give like an inside behind the scenes because I so I say behind the scenes look at what we're doing so you really can see from start to finish like if I'm starting a project what it's what it takes to finish it so people really love really love that engagement yeah, and maybe we could talk a little bit about how the holiday season impacts your business. So what are some of the challenges you're facing this time of year? Is it like increased sales, production challenges, shipping challenges? Talk us through some of the things so that other small business owners know that they're not alone. Yeah, um, I think shipping is a huge challenge, especially during the holidays. Um, things are just delayed, especially now with everything that's going on with the post office, things are even more delayed. 
So that's always, always a challenge. But I feel that with me personally, and this is what I try to tell other small businesses, as long as you are very open and transparent with your shipping policies and explaining to people that things are going to take a little longer, most people are understanding. And I think most people are understanding that when you buy from a smaller business, especially handmade, it's going to take a little bit, take a little bit longer to ship. So that shipping is definitely a big issue, but also just the increase in sales. It's an amazing thing, but it's kind of a double-edged sword because it's more work, more production. I know a lot of us are either one or two person businesses. So having all that work and responsibility on us, the workload really increases tenfold. So just figuring out time management and how to work everything in and still deliver a quality product and still keep everyone happy and still answer all the emails and post on social media and take the picture. It's just, it's everything. Yeah. Well, <laughs> any small business owner will tell you that inbox nirvana is a myth. Um, it doesn't exist. Inbox zero is not a thing. Um, I think one of the interesting things that we had talked about in our prep for this call, all three of us was, uh, you're kind of facing some of the similar challenges as consumers this time of year, where in order to make the more responsible decision, it does require that pre-planning. If you wait until the last minute to try and fulfill all of your orders, it's very tempting to kind of order 50 rolls of tape from Amazon or something like that. So I think it's, um, important to point that out, that whether you're buying or selling, a lot of the challenges that we're talking about this time of year tend to be the same. Yes. Um, and you really are not trying to encourage people to like partake in the overconsumption and consumerism, but at the same time, you really want to make your sales goals. You really want to, your business to thrive and survive. That's why and we talked about this before, I don't feel as guilty when people are buying from me because for me personally, I'm using you know, ethically sourced materials. The mailers are made from recyclable materials. Um, even the tissue paper that I use is made from recycled materials. So for me, it's finding that balance. And it's, it's really difficult, especially when you buy from big box retail because they don't necessarily do that. And it's um, less personalized. I think that the older I get, the more I'm looking for gifts with meaning. Um, mm. Like if I'm going to give a gift, I want it to have some kind of special meaning. And one of the things that I love that you do is a lot of your stuff is customizable when like the sizing or, you, you know, things like that. And um, a survey in 2016 found that shoppers shelled out an average of $929 on presents. And wouldn't it be great if instead of showing up for Christmas with bags on bags of gifts, we show up with one really meaningful gift that we've invested a little bit more into maybe and we feel good about it because we bought it from a you know small business that we're supporting and that person actually uses it and remembers us when they use it that's something that we've seen a lot as small business owners especially people who do personalized things anything that you can add a name or initials or someone's favorite quote or a picture those are the gifts that really do well and those are the gifts that people are actively purchasing and, and purchasing in enough time because they realize that it does take time. So yeah. those personalized gifts and experiences are the ones that are doing the best when it comes to sales. 
Um, one of the interesting things that I noticed is that in addition to people wanting more personalized stuff, there is an increasing trend towards things like what Diana said um, about wanting to kind of skip the gift giving altogether because it's too stressful. So in 2017, 35% of millennials said they wanted to skip the holidays and just spend the money on something else. And I really resonate with that. If all of my friends could get on board with it, I would say, fuck the holidays, fuck the spending, let's all just put that thousand dollars towards an epic vacation next year. Um, if you're a friend who's watching this and you want in, text me. Um, and I think it's important to kind of think more about alternatives to traditional gift giving, which I know is something that Diana and I share a passion for. Um, we like to support our local and small businesses whenever possible, but Diana likes to make a lot of gifts. And I was wondering if you wanted to talk about why and some of the cool things that you've made? Oh gosh, um, <laughs> really putting me on the spot. Um, yeah. Well, quickly before I get into that, I was going to add that I think a lot of um, that personalization and that like like go, having the time to actually consider a special gift for somebody, I think finding ways in our culture to support that more readily. Like I've been an advocate for a gift exchange in our family so that I can just think about one really meaningful gift. Cause sometimes I feel really bad getting my dad a really meaningful present. And then I'm like, I have no idea what to get my brother and I get him a crappy gift and it feels shitty to give those things at the same time to people. And they see the other gift. And I'm like, does everyone notice that one is way better? <laughs> So I think like the gift exchange idea, I was going to ask Terrence actually if you were doing any kind of like gift card thing because I, I feel like that's the other thing that's a little taboo in our like culture is like giving gift cards feels impersonal. But I think that at a place like at your store, if you're doing like customization and you have a lot of different patterns that you use and like maybe you just want to give your friend the opportunity to pick that special thing for themselves. Um, so I think there are things in general about our culture that I wanted to quickly add. Um, that could be changed that uh, would help reduce the pressure, but still being able to support people that like Terrence, a small business owner um, that's making really high quality and unique product. So um, now that I'm off my soapbox about that, um, <laughs> I do have a lot of creative friends and feel I've always felt like participating in that um, creative energy and so I do like to make presents for people and I'm getting very into embroidery. Um, so I just made my friend a tarot card embroidery that I was super excited about. And it was really fun for me to make as well. So just kind of having that chance to explore my own um, like craft and still being able to give something to somebody like that's so meaningful to them. Um, that takes a lot of planning though, more so than buying even a nice personalized gift. So it's not possible really at scale. Um, but I think it is um, a nice idea to remember that homemade gifts, some of the homemade gifts that I've made have been the most cherished. I picked up knitting when I was studying abroad and I knitted this really crappy hat for my mom and she still wears it every winter because she's like, my baby made it for me. Um, and you know, every other thing that I've ever gotten for her pales in comparison to this one hat that quite honestly has a lot of holes in it um, and doesn't function very well, but she's happy that I took the time to make something for her and um, baked My mom's goods. a legend. My mom, is <laughs> she's watching this. She watches all the videos. Um, she's my number one fan. Hi, mom. <laughs> 
another great idea is to do baked goods. So I love to bake. I like to stress bake. Um, so it's a win-win because I get to fatten my loved ones, but also release some stress while I bake 50 muffins. Um, and there's just so many ideas for you to get crafty and make something that feels good for you. And it's a great distraction these days. If you are plugged into the news or if we're back in lockdown mode, it's, it's a good thing to do that you can kind of gift off these things. Um, I really appreciated embroidery. It's actually just specifically because I'm working from home. I'm in front of my screen all the time. Election week, I was like, you know, so I think it's really valuable right now to try to find an outlet like that to take your eyes away from a screen. Um, just throwing that out there. Yeah, new and improved ways to give yourself carpal tunnel that don't invite mindless scrolling. <laughs> Another thing that I love to do is gifting experiences. Um, I feel like we live in a day and age where quality time is one of the best gifts that you can give. And so Diana mentioned gift cards and certificates for stores like Terrence's, but you could also buy a gift card for a local restaurant. Um, and then again, you're supporting a small local economy and gifting something that maybe, you know, a nice dinner at a restaurant is not something that people would have thought about. It's also a great way, I think, to support restaurants today where maybe people don't want to go out and spend the money but you can still give the money and save the gift card and go when it's a little bit safer or warmer or whatever have you um cooking classes i took my parents for a cooking class a few years ago and we had the best time ever we were loud and rambunctious and don't remember any of the recipes but had a great time and a museum trip i think that's a great idea i don't know if i wrote that or you wrote that diana but it's a good one. <laughs> I'll take the credit. No, I, I did actually just buy my friend a museum um, visit gift as well. In addition to the homemade embroidery, I was like, we're also going to go look at art together. It's one of our favorite things to do. Um, so, and because especially with museums, you do have to plan that in advance right now. Uh, it's kind of, a, it's a really nice one because it's, you know, the limited capacity. So we found one that's open and has like timed visits. Um, making it a little bit easier than I think it normally would be to, to gift something like that. And I think I'm going to put you guys on the spot a little bit because I would love to hear from each of you if you felt a personal struggle or like an example of a personal struggle around this time of year about this clash of consumerism and, and responsible gift giving, but like also participating in the holidays. I'll let you go first. <laughs> so generous of you. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like this year, I don't have that example because we're so limited, but I, I do remember in years past, especially I think a few years ago before I really started caring a lot about a, the local economy and before, we, you know, we studied sustainability, uh, together you know I think that there I, I just can definitely remember times where I was like wandering around a mall which is such a soulless place and feeling like so depressed that I was there but also feeling like I couldn't leave until I found like this last thing um so I think that that already was conflicting with my values but I was like I was still buying into that system um that I think is, is quite broken so I, I definitely have felt that. I think I, I'm starting to come around to this idea too of trying to 
not be so hard on myself in general. Uh, so I support anyone not being hard on themselves, but especially around gift giving, it's like, if I can't find something for somebody, I'm just not going to put pressure on myself to get them something. And I think we all need to start accepting when we don't like have that perfect gift or, you know, I'm never mad at a friend if I don't get a present from them. So like, why am I putting that pressure on myself as if that exists and as if someone would be upset with me for not giving them something. So trying, trying really hard to, to just not put that pressure on myself if I can't find the right thing and letting it go. I love that. I think we could all do with a little more self-love these days. <laughs> Are you ready now, Terrence? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely have felt the pressure to deliver the perfect gift in years past and to show up with a gift, any gift. And I still remember giving people gifts just to give them a gift and it wasn't anything special or meaningful but i would feel guilty if i showed up with something if i didn't show up with something and they did and it was mostly with family but now i'm kind of in a privileged position because i can sew and create my own things so when I post things on my website or if I post things that I make for myself, my friends or family will be like, oh my gosh, I love that. Make me one. And I'm like, present. <laughs> so it's kind of an easy way out. Um, so I don't feel as much pressure. But it's also fun for me because, again, I love creating and designing. So even if there's things that are not on my website, if my friends mention things throughout the year, like, oh, I wish I had a scarf that looked like this, or like, I wish I had pants, like high-waisted. I always remember those things, and then I can make them as gifts to give. So I'm Everyone's kind of... gonna be trying to be friends with you. Yeah. <laughs> they, <do>. they are. <laughs> can we make the Christmas list? Just asking. <laughs> I've really been interested in like a high neck dress, <laughs> floor length. I mean, that's literally how it goes. And I'm like, I'm going to remember that. <laughs> um, I think that's a, I mean, I wish I was creative. Uh, my mom is a painter. And so every time she makes something, I always kind of like hint at her. I'm like, hey, that's really pretty. That would look really great over my couch. Or sometimes I'm fully blunt. And I'm like, can I just have that? Um, so it's great to have creative people in your circle. I think an example that comes to me that I would like to talk about in terms of addressing this culture of consumerism is last year I really wanted to not give gifts to people, but I caved because of all the advertising and just the pressure and all of that. And so I tried to give sustainable gifts, like sustainability themed gifts. So my mom's really into yoga and I got her a yoga mat made out of recycled yoga mats. My dad loves to play tennis, so I got him a tennis ball saver. And so I kind of went down that theme and I was like, well, if I must give gifts because I'm not as strong-willed to not give people gifts yet, um, maybe I can kind of influence them or encourage them to think about the types of gifts that they're giving as opposed to just going to the store and buying a sweater that likely someone will never wear because it's not in their taste. Um, to do that ahead planning and think a little bit about what kind of culture of consumerism am I perpetuating? And what are the messages that are attached to my gifts? Um, and so I hope that people watching this will kind of take this as an opportunity to think about 
first of all, is there anyone on your list like Diana who really won't be offended if they don't get a gift? Um, and secondly, are there things that you can buy for people that don't just show your love, but also kind of educate them or build better habits in them, kind of advance them as human beings and push them to a place that they want to be? I think that's a beautiful piece, that educational piece of, you know, encouraging better behavior just by saying, you know, I bought this specifically for you because I know that it was sourced sustainably and ethically and I feel good about that, you know, and it's beautiful. So I think that's a great point. I know Terrence, you do a lot of like education, I feel like around, you know, in general, I think like the textile industry and just trying to point out to people um, why you like why what you do is important and the better option um, but I think there's like a long way to go with educating consumers I agree and I definitely do do a lot of education because I feel that it is so important I think in the past with me specifically but I know in general we have a tendency to kind of shame people for their decisions uh, whether it's overconsumption, whether it's buying fast fashion. And I really had to take a second to realize that that kind of comes from a privileged place and that not everyone has access to the same places or same things. So sometimes, you know, they have to buy from Amazon or they can't really buy sustainably because sometimes sustainable, especially when it comes to fashion, isn't size inclusive. A lot of the brands only go up to an extra large or extra, extra large. So they have to shop fast fashion. So it's not necessarily about shaming them, but it's about educating them and saying, if you have to take these routes, don't overdo it. Only pick out a few items. Also know that your purchase is supporting, you know, slave labor or polluting the environment or taking advantage of workers. Um, Shame the companies 100%, 24-7, all year round, but educate the people. So that's what I try to do. I'm so glad you brought up the idea of shaming the companies because I think that there, and we talked about this a little bit the other day, um, there are a lot of opportunities for small business owners and consumers to put more pressure on some of these bigger corporations to act more responsibly. Um, it definitely starts with education because you can't advocate for what you don't know about, but I would love to see a world where you and similar small business owners in the fashion space are kind of putting increased, like banding together and putting increased pressure on some of these bigger brands for more transparency or better labor rights. And as consumers, I can see that trend happening, especially with the younger generations. And so I'm excited to see how big corporations respond to this if they want to survive in the future. It's really interesting to see, especially from the fashion standpoint, because I love the brand and the person, Stella McCartney. Her whole brand is, you know, no animals, vegan. She really worked closely with Adidas to develop new materials that are recyclable and renewed. And she's such a loud voice in that space when it comes to being like eco-conscious and trying to inspire other people. And it wasn't until like, maybe two years ago that sustainability kind of became a trendy thing in fashion so we're slowly starting to see these fashion houses kind of come on board with what Stella has been doing for years 
but they're still not all the way there. <laughs> they're working on so, it at least. Yeah, they're working on it. It just it just takes time. But again, like you said, I wish there was more of a movement towards not just sustainability, but just the overconsumption of everything, especially yeah. during the holiday season. Agreed. Um, I think we should, as we like start wrapping things up, one thing that came to mind is maybe we could share a few of our best tips and tricks. So obviously shopping local is a big one. Um, one of my best tips this time of year is to get inspiration from Amazon because I love it as an information aggregator, but then actually find the original manufacturer small business of that item and buy it directly from them. I don't know if you guys have ever done similar things. Um, and if you have any tips for people. Yeah, I mean, I'll just add that I think, I, I haven't done that trick actually. Um, I've, I've only been on Amazon to get like, a, I, I've said, I always say this, but a vacuum filter because I can't find it literally anywhere else. Um, I once went to a vacuum store in Baltimore and like we were like, do you have this filter? And they were like, we're a commercial vacuum cleaner seller. Like we don't sell like a household product. And I was like, well, I'm just trying to avoid Amazon. Anyway. Um, so I haven't used that for like the gift inspiration, but I think what's maybe useful because I think it is difficult to find the small businesses in your city if it's not in your neighborhood and it's not in your direct bubble. And like, I think it can be really difficult. So for me, I found that going to a few in my neighborhood and following them on Instagram or something, they're often shouting out other small businesses or they're reposting somebody who's been like, these are my favorite shops and they're on that list. So they repost it. And um, we're all scrolling, like admit it, you're on Instagram every day. Um, so I think like, I, I, I like using that and seeing, you know, oh, I haven't heard of this boutique or, you know, my favorite vegan bakery up the street has like a list posted on their window of other vegan shops in Baltimore, especially, um, BIPOC owned vegan shops, which I think is like, especially important in a place like Baltimore where we're, we're a very segregated city. So like just supporting other, um, business owners and everything outside of your neighborhood and just still within your city is also great, but I think it can be difficult to find that. So I just like to, to find it that way. I found that that's maybe the most effective. Awesome. I think I love the idea of posting in your window, a list of other small business owners that you know and want to support and just share that wealth of information. That's a great tip. Terrence, any tips from your perspective as to how to like find, buy, shop responsibly, all those good things? Um, that was literally my tip. <laughs> Social media. <laughs> but I guess from a, a small business owner's point of view, I think it's really important, like Diana was saying, um, to network, so not just consumers networking and telling everyone else, uh, but other small businesses networking, because we're all in this together, and especially, especially Black-owned businesses, we have it a bit harder than everyone else um, and other minority-owned businesses, but in particular, coming from me from the Black experience, we have to work 10 times harder to get half as much um, people, for some reason, have issues trusting us or buying from us for negative stereotypes about our community. So having to overcome all of that 
So it really does mean a lot. And your dollar really does go so far when you support minority owned, specifically black owned businesses. And I will advocate for us all day, every day, shout it from the rooftops. Um, there just has to be kind of an understanding that we are small businesses and we don't operate the same. So our shipping times are gonna be a little longer, but you're getting a handmade crafted item. So it's worth the wait. So just be patient with us. <laughs> Love that. Um, I wanna thank you both so much for all of your thoughts and insights and fun jokes today. It's been an absolute delight to chat with both of you. I'll be sure to include links in the description box below so that everyone can find Terrence's website and can stalk both of these people on the internet uh, within reason, don't be weird. Um, and I just wanted to ask if you had any closing thoughts for our viewers before we sign off. I would just say, if you can try to buy holiday gifts early and from independent artists and stores and shop your values. Um, Amazon doesn't need any more help, you know, and if we all do our part, especially this year, we can maybe ensure that some of our favorite places endure um, and survive into next year. Great tip. I agree. The same sentiments. There are so many small businesses and resources and lists to support. Um, so just shop small. And I'll add one final thing. Um, we're all about small incremental change here. So maybe start with like one gift for your partner that you put a lot of time and thought into and work on that goal year over year. We're not asking you to sit down and buy all of your gifts this year from Etsy, but maybe think about one small thing that you can do to start shifting the needle a little bit. I'm asking you to do that. And on that note, again, thank you both so much for this. This was so fun and insightful. And to everyone else, I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.